Hey y'all, my name is Aaron, I'll be your facilitator for today. And welcome to another episode of Being Black Emory. On this episode, we're talking about interracial dating. So we see Kanye and Kim, Meghan Merkel, Prince Harry, and we even see folks in our community participating in interracial dating. Before we begin this conversation, let's introduce our panelists. How are you here? Hey y'all, I'm Justin Burnett. I'm a first year, um, my pronouns are he, him, his, and probably major in sociology. Hi everyone, my name is Roland. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm a first year and I'm pre-nursing. Hi, I'm Valerie. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I'm a first year and I'm probably going to major in biology or chemistry. Hi, my name is Vinyan Jenkins. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm a junior and I'm majoring in IDS with a concentration in cultural communication and competency. Hi, my name is Sola. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm a first year and I'm Hi, my name is Dara. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm a senior in the college and I'm majoring in linguistics and Korean studies. Great, great. Well, I'm glad y'all are all here. And we're going to kick off this conversation by just asking what are some of the attitudes you grew up with you know, about interracial dating? I grew up in um, a newly adapted environment. Um, my aunt Angie had just married, married a white man from Oklahoma. Um, white, not any other person, <laughs> white. Um, so my family was really just getting adjusted to it. So I never really lived in a super toxic environment as it pertains to interracial relationships, but definitely developing. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, all the people around me were like black, black relationships. Um, my family's very African, like they just came from Zimbabwe to England. So um, I was never really exposed to interracial dating. I'd never seen it growing up, so and have an opinion on it. But they were never like, don't date this person or only date people from Africa. Um, I went to a predominantly black high school, and when I say predominantly black, I mean black. <laughs> we talked shit about white people all the time. And I, I, my family is really African too, so they didn't have to say it, but in the back of my mind, I knew they're not, they're gonna be more willing to accept an African man if I bring home an African man than a white person. Mm -hmm. But um, in my school, we never really talked about it because there was no, there were no white people around, so it was never a thing. Yeah, kind of similar. My, my parents were, I like expressly like fine with anybody I would bring home, but um, certain close relatives um, never had to say anything, but it was quite obvious that uh, they would definitely prefer me to bring home uh, another black person. And so, you know, 
not in my nuclear family that that opinion but it definitely existed all around me in the outside family so yeah i can totally relate to that my mom was like don't bring home a white girl but <laughs> first of all i'm not bringing home but, um, but do you see that very, you know, common, like, black cultural, you know, families, and so what do y'all think about that pressure or that, you know, potential rejection from not bringing a partner that of the same race or culture? Well, um, senior year of high school, I dated a white boy, actually. Um, it was a band affair. It was love. I played flute. He played French horn. We were in a marching band. We were star-crossed. Um, <laughs> and my aunt, um, I remember distinctly after band practice, we went to Wendy's, and I was really upset because I had a four-four. He didn't pay for it, and my aunt was like, "Why didn't you pay for your four-four? Like, that's your man. Like, these white men." Da -da 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 -da. She, she, she didn't. She initially rejected him for sure, <laughs> um, uh, but she, at the end of the day, was happy as long as I was happy. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing with my parents too. I think that as long as I'm happy, they'll be okay. I'm dating, oh, I'm dating a white person right now, mm -hmm. so like, when I used to bring him to my house, I'd use my mom, oh, he's just a friend, because I didn't want to like, face that rejection, because I knew in the back of my mind, like, oh, maybe she wouldn't be okay with like, a, someone who isn't black, but then like, eventually I fessed up, and she was like, okay with it, because he's genuinely a nice person, and she didn't care about the race. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a difference, I should say, between me dating a white straight person and a white queer person, because the, my boyfriend at the time was bisexual, as was I, and I think that was a deeper issue to it, so let me not say fully why that was, because my aunt is gay, and in, in, in the gay community, there's a lot of anti-bisexual sentiments, so it's just more like, if you're with a guy who's bisexual, like, which is problematic, but I think that also had a lot to do with it, so I'll say that. I actually had a similar experience to Mignon in high school. I also dated someone in band. I played clarinet, he played tuba. What a grass And um, actually, like prior to us dating, my mom like noticed us talking like at a football game, and then later on she told me, "That boy likes you," and I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like what? <laughs> and she was like. I would be fine with it if you dated him. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then we ended up dating. So when we think about interracial dating, we see a lot of like media representations, right? And so we see Megan Murphy, like I mentioned earlier, the Kim and Kanye. And so what do you think that had, what role is that playing in the black community? And what are some attitudes or reactions have you heard about those couples? Well, um, being from England um, and seeing mm. Harry and Megan walking yes. in the media a lot, there's been a lot, and a lot of racist backlash towards Megan. Like people saying she's tainting the um, royal mm. family. And it's just really upsetting to hear because British people won't outwardly be racist until like the black people start meddling with their white people. Mm. And it's really sad to see. Yeah, they didn't the royal family just like kick somebody off of yeah, their like, they royal did, like, she's been there forever, but she's yeah. tainting their image. Mm. Do you think there's a difference between a black woman dating someone who's non-black or uh, versus a black man dating someone who's non-black? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, and I, I had a class with Diane Stewart and we talked specifically about black women feeling very um, dispensable in the dating game mm -hmm. when you have so many factors just inhibiting 
black men being able to <laughs> date or even right. create their own wealth. Like mm -hmm. it's difficult for black women to feel like they have a, a good picking. So mm -hmm. I feel like when black women date outside of their race, it's not necessarily out of, I don't want to say like, what else are you going to do? But like, <laughs> it's out of, you have to look and, mm -hmm. and expand at some point. But I feel like for black men, particularly in college settings where they are outnumbered by black women sevenfold that they have sevenfold they have this kind of oh i can date who i want to mm. i mean just men have that type of ideology anyway but like it's it's different mm. for sure and it's like when you can date someone in your race and you choose not to the motivations for why are just very interesting when you hear mm. black men talk versus a black woman mm -hmm. i feel like black men are <clears throat> like raised should date a black woman. Period. Like, even when my mom was talking to me when growing up, oh, be like, yo, I think I like this girl. And then start talking about her, oh, she's white. And then she'd be like, oh, why you want a white girl? And then she started asking questions. But if, if it was a black girl, she'd be like, oh, yeah, she's pretty. Boom. End of the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like black men are raised to, like, um, that we're supposed to date black women or inside our race. I feel like the dichotomy is like just because of the culture like we've all talked about it like it, even if it wasn't explicit we've all like felt some pressure mm -hmm. to date within like to date another black person and so it's like you kind of feel that you have to explain yourself if you don't date a black person right mm -hmm. it's not like just okay yeah I'm dating a white person it's like here's why I'm dating a white person Right, that or, or just a non-black person. I feel like that's kind of how it is within the black community. But do you think that pressure that both of y'all are, you know, really pointing out or highlighting is justified amongst the black community? Considering our history of this country, justified. Justified. Yes. I think it is. If you look mm -hmm. at Emmett Till, he was brutally murdered for talking to a white woman or whistling, whistling yeah. at a white woman, which well, is we'll get allegedly, into. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. You know, but it's like with that distrust, a lot of times when black men are put, particularly black men, are put into these situations with white women, it's always, oh, they're trying to wait for the white women. Oh, they're trying to do this. And it's always some type of villainization of a black man when he's trying to get involved with a white woman. So from a mother's perspective, it's like not necessarily, oh, I don't want you to date or love who you love, because at the end of the day, from my experience, I don't think they, I don't think black parents truly care, but it's about safety. It's mm -hmm. about if you, if you do something, if you and that white woman don't work out, is her father going to try to shoot you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> is her father going to try to murder you? Versus if you date a black woman, you, that, that fear is gone. Not saying everything in a relationship is going to go right, because that's not correct, but mm -hmm. there's just an ounce of safety that we have to consider about mm -hmm. it. Do you feel safe? Um, yes, I haven't met his family yet, I'm meeting them like next month and I'm like very scared because like when some white people are really weird when it comes to black people, mm. especially when the children are dating them, it's mm. like, I don't know, I feel like some people come towards it really weirdly and it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. It could probably be like different too, cause you're he's a black, I mean he's a white <laughs> man dating a black girl, and not mm. the other way around. Mm. Yeah, we've been speaking solely in terms of black and white, but what about black and like non-white partners? 
I feel like there's the like the pressure is definitely less. Like if I were to bring home like a Latinx person or something like that, then it would be like okay, you know, it, it's just kind of more of like because of like you stated, like because of the history, it's more of just like we don't want white partners. It's not really we don't want other other racial partners. I feel like a lot of people say um, when they don't want a white partner, be like, oh, they don't understand. They don't understand. They're not gonna understand history. But when it comes to Latinx partners, it's different because like colored people in general have faced depression for like all of history. So I guess that shared history kind of similar. Do you think that's a primary difference though? Right? Because we understand like, anti-blackness can function in all all types of communities, right? Mm -hmm. And so. We don't think about that. Why is it there's a level of, okay, this is a little bit more okay to date someone who's not white, blah, blah, blah. Not just you, but. <laughs> I just think phenotypically it's a little less jarring to see like, <laughs> yeah, some like really pale, stark white man versus like some, I don't know, like a Cuban guy like next to, not to say there aren't white Cubans, but uh, mm -hmm. next to a black woman. It's just a little different. And I also want to bring in the point, just because it's not a white partner, there's still a high, when you get into other races, there's this fetishization thing that mm. happens that we need to unpack. Yes. Like in the high school, in the same Let's band program, there's this guy, uh, I don't know his name, but he played tuba, he was a black guy, and he exclusively dated Asian women. And it was like, mm. that's, like, I'm not going to tell you you can't date Asian women, but like, why exclusively? Right. Asian women, like mm. what is it about Asian women in, in that stereotype or right. how they're presented in media that makes you seek them out purposely over not even just black women but other yeah, races woman, in general? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of weird. Mm. I think that's a good point, right? So, when does a preference become a fetish in these particular situations? So, like, I feel like it might be like if it's more than just, oh, I'm attracted to them. And you have like reasons other than just yeah. the attraction, then it's a fetish. Mm -hmm. So like I'm attracted to black women, so it's like I like black women because I'm attracted to them. Mm -hmm. If it's like I like black women because I think they're more aggressive and I, I think that sex is gonna be great, yeah. that's a fetish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other other thought? What do y'all think? <laughs> I think okay. it becomes a fetish when it's just of the flesh especially and not dating i feel like a lot of times and here at emory too we oh. have black men who will, <laughs> you will be you know running around in circles dealing with black women behind closed doors and under sheets and in bedrooms but when it actually comes to walking on cox bridge with the woman you're holding hands with a white woman all of a sudden okay but oh. you stay <laughs> in bed you know who you you know who you are. Oh, jeez. Other not. This is When I would interact with people of other races, they'd be like, oh, I've never been with a black woman before. And I'm like, is that supposed yeah. to be I'm like, like is it going to be any different than right. me with anyone else? <laughs> and I know they mean it in like a sexual way, not like actually like dating. Mm. So it's, it's that kind of thing that just bugs me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned flesh. What do you mean by flesh? Um, sexual, mm -hmm. lustful, mm -hmm. um, 
not necessarily always having to do with sex, but this idealization of or, or liking someone specifically because of their phenotype. Like mm -hmm. loving black women, well, black women are loved in a very particular way. Mm -hmm. You know, we love your ass. There's a lot of a lot of fetishization around the body, around the skin, mm -hmm. not so much around the hair, not so much softness, not so much forehead kisses, not so much of this gentle stuff. It's mm -hmm. always very like either these strong, powerful things or this hyper-sexualized like body and skin, chocolate toffee. Like it's it's something having to do with consumption is always mentioned when we're talking mm -hmm. about how black women looked. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I mean by that. Is it the experience of other black women on the panel? Similar. I mean, in my high school, it really sucks because if I'm walking down the hallway minding my business, you know, as I do, <laughs> and there's some like ghetto ass kid down the hall, he's just staring at my ass and then decides to catcall. It's mm -hmm. really gross because no one ever approaches me because I'm smart. Everyone at that school knows I'm smart, but no one ever approaches me because of that. They see my fat ass and some jeans, right. and that's all they want to holler at, and it's awful. I would say that's like my experience too. I would say um, with like dating apps, for example, like Tinder or whatever, if someone that is non-black, no matter what race, um, starts a conversation with me, they're like, oh, what a nice rack, or I love your ass or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And it's right. never like, I want to get to know you or anything like that. Or like you said before, it's like, um, have you ever been with a insert race here, man? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never been with a black woman. Right. So, wow. isn't it crazy how they think black women just don't? Yeah. <laughs> just don't try anything other than what they, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and I can get like, if you see someone, let's be honest, when you look at someone, your their face is the first thing that in your mind like you're like, oh, are they attractive or not? Which makes you go talk to them. So I can understand you going up to someone to talk to them, but then it can take like a path of one or two ways. You can either be like, oh, this person seems cool. I want to get to know their opinions, um, what they believe in, all that stuff, or all the physical things that. Um, so sorry. Mignon. <laughs> All the things that Mignon said. Right. They never want to get to know what's inside your head, but mm -hmm. everything that's outside on your body. Mm -hmm. For the guys, I have a question. So I feel like Black women, especially on media, I see us kind of criticizing and critiquing the way we are loved, kind of like I talked about. But like, what do you guys notice about the way you are loved as opposed to men of other races? Because I feel like I really don't hear a lot of Black men being like, I'm fetishized and I hate it, or like I like mm -hmm. I don't. Not saying that that don't men like it, but like I very very rarely hear critiques. Um, I've heard some people talk about like some white girls being like, "Oh, I really like black guys," and then they're like, "Like, okay, it's kind of weird." Like, other than that, I ain't really heard that. I I feel like it's just like it. I don't know, either a combination of like, we're just not as sensitive to it, or like, we just like, I don't know, but like, we, like Shola said, you wouldn't see, like, wouldn't know if, like, if we were being fetishized, like, that's just kind of like, we don't pay attention to it as mm -hmm. much, because it's just like, I don't, I, I really don't know why, but it's just like, you're not, not as perceptive about that, or like, I don't know. 
I feel like black men are more likely to be loved in public than in private, as opposed to a black woman. And I wasn't sure where you guys are with that, because I feel like with a white girl, yeah, this whole black man, like, mm, cool, got me one. Like, but I feel like black women, systemic, like, for a while have been loved. And I mean, even all, all the way back to slavery, like, slave masters right. were taking and raping black women because they saw their bodies as so, you know, not, not, I'm gonna go to the reasons, but like, it's always been this private affair with black women and love. And with black men, y'all are loved publicly by a lot of different races. And that's just not the same case for black women. Mm -hmm. So many of you have talked about the toys of being black, right? And navigating dating. But would you say that being in an interracial relationship is more emotionally laborious? Yes. How yes. so, my <laughs> Um, From my experience, just with Colin, that was his name, like I was with, we connected a lot as creatives, however, there were just certain things he just didn't understand. I was applying to schools, he was a junior, and I was going through a lot of QuestBridge things, financial mm -hmm. aid things, things I didn't even know the answers to, yet he has something set up with his mom and he just couldn't, I couldn't have that conversation with him because this guy would get annoyed because his future is set up. And he didn't understand how, exactly why I was feeling the way I did during that time because Crestbury was difficult mm -hmm. but like you you know even going over his house like you your family has been playing instruments for years like I had a school on instrument that I learned from never had a private lesson there were just stark differences that once we started to talk about oh like and his mom would ask me oh, how was da, da, da. it wasn't the same as Colin's experience and even if I would say what my experience experience was it just felt wasted on them because mm -hmm. those are white ears and I have a black experience mm -hmm. and they just didn't understand certain aspects of it. And I didn't have the, the energy to mm -hmm. always explain that mm -hmm. to them. And I don't necessarily need to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm going through yet with a black partner. I feel like we could at least cry together a little bit more or like, right. you know, even like when Mike, for, like when Mike Brown was, was just so much was happening. I couldn't, I could talk to Colin about that stuff, but like, I couldn't cry with Colin about that mm. stuff. Like there's a sacrifice that you make in a, in a relationship, relationship as a collective consciousness. Like there's this collective unity and blackness in a relationship mm. that you kind of need for certain things. Like mm. being black is just emotionally laborious as it is. Mm. So if you don't have someone to counteract that, they can appreciate that and, and hug you and, and love you through all they want to, but they will never understand. And I can't sacrifice that for someone who hasn't bled the same way I have or my people have. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's more laborious and I would not, it's not worth the labor to me. Mm -hmm. I don't I, feel, I, oh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I don't feel that it's emotionally laborious. Like, yes, being with him is like a lot different than being with a black person. And like, he's made me more emotional in like good ways. And I don't feel like being with a white person per se, like, yes, some black struggles you just won't understand, but I'm not gonna get pressed over that because I feel like I can talk to other people about that. And yes, we won't be able to relate on a lot of things, but there's also things we do relate on a lot. And um, I just don't feel like, um, I mean, I have dated a black person and um, comparing it to dating a white person, I feel like there's an equal amount of like emotional strife with both of them. Yeah, what I would say is that like, I understand your point about maybe he's not going to be able to understand everything. Sure. But I don't necessarily think that 
in order for a relationship to like be emotionally like stable and connected that both partners have to understand each other that well they just have to be able to accept and be able to work with you through that because i mean think of just like heteronormative relationships the man is not going to understand the woman's struggles like that that's just like you're never going to fully understand being a woman in this world and so like to say that we have to be able to understand each other on all points for this like relationship to be like emotionally um like secure or whatever i i don't believe that so i think that it's possible to connect with someone who does, maybe doesn't have the black experience um just as well as i can connect with someone who has the black experience maybe they might understand me more but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be a better partner or that you know they're going to love me more or that i'm going to have a better relationship it just means that we maybe started from a, a a similar understanding i mean those connections that you're saying like you don't really bridge the gap and like gender and race are just two different things like let's just we coincide with people all the time but we have to let's be real the black experience and the white experience that shapes your life way different than well i'm not way different but like a way yeah way differently than being a man or a woman like that's just the nature of relationships and then like even the interracial relationships that are same sex like regardless mm -hmm. there's just no there's connections that aren't there and you're the one that has to forge the bridge to them and that's just whether it's emotional more more emotional labor that you're mm -hmm. willing to do that's cool but it's more emotional labor period mm -hmm. for your <clears throat> for you wasn't it colin the white guy yeah all right. <laughs> wow. Do you think you would have connected more if you were from the same economic class? Because like the first part yeah. of what you said was all about straight economics. Mm, some of it, but we also have to think about why mm. black people systemically are in the position that they're in. Just because of certain, like, just because he is white, he does have a benefit of his class. Mm -hmm. So that is coinciding. Yeah, but you can date a poor white person. I mean, yeah, but like, who I dated wasn't and I, I like understand. a lot of times like white pe white people they're not poor because they're white you know what i mean like mm -hmm. a lot of black people are poor because they are black mm -hmm. so socioeconomic status and class and race it's at the end of the day it's all connected i i understand what you're saying but i still feel like the generalization of blacks being poor right number one i feel like that's a problematic um like generalization to make um Especially I'm not saying all blacks are poor. I'm saying black people have had things to them that happen systemically that sure. make them more likely to be economically disadvantaged. Sure. Um, but like then secondly to the point of like all blacks don't have the same experience, right? Like we can put two black people in a room and they can have nothing in common besides the color of the skin. And that doesn't even mean like the societal thing, right? Like <laughs> Kanye's kids don't have my experience. Like that, that's, that's just facts. Like. And I honestly, like, I didn't grow up poor, right? I'm thankful for my parents. I didn't grow up on the streets, so I don't even have the same experience as other black people do, right? And so, like, it would even be, like, hard for, say, like, North, if she's going to date someone, to, you know, connect with someone like me or to connect with even someone, like, who's even from a lower socioeconomic bracket. So I feel like those connections we can't just generalize and say they're going to be able to connect with me just because they're black. Also, North has a white mom also. Like that, that's true. She's yes, she's like, she still like, yeah. has a big amount of white experience shaping the way she should be. Sure, but we can talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce's kids. They're not going to have the same experience either. Sure. Like that, that's, that's just my point is that like black experience is 
a broad, uh, across a broad range. And I don't think we can generalize to say that if you're black, you're going to be able to empathize with other people just because you share that same, that same, not experience, but same skin tone. Yeah, I mean, it's a generalization, but like CCS coaching, Falcon, they're not writing books about black consciousness for nothing. Like there is a collective black consciousness, whether you don't tap into it or not, cool. But if you do and your partner is not, and that's important to you, then it's more emotional labor. But regardless, if you experience the black experience a certain, not even a certain way, but they just, it, it affects the way you communicate with your partner. Mm -hmm. And if you can't acknowledge that, then that's something you and your partner need to talk about. I mean, I do agree with you to that sense. Like, I find that when I'm with black people, like, honestly, we all feel like sometimes when we're with black people, we act a lot different than when we act with white people. Like, even with my boyfriend, it took me a while to get comfortable to make the kind of jokes, like, act the way I would act. With like my black cousins mm -hmm. are like same, a family yeah. party but at the same time i feel like we can connect on a different level than like um the disconnect there is between the black conscious and like his white privilege mm -hmm. you know what i mean but you have a question right you said you had to adjust to him like adjust your own black culture at any time do you, would you not consider that a form of labor a form of work that you have to put in for the relationship that he necessarily doesn't have to like in that sense, yeah, I do feel like there was emotional labor in that way. But at the same time, I feel like he doesn't feel like the emotional labor adds much, but like he has to learn to adjust to the problems that I will face in my life being black mm -hmm. or the different experiences I will face in my life being black because we will never connect on that level. Mm -hmm. But like he, he is actively trying to understand it more. Mm -hmm. And that's a good question, right? Because when big national, you know, forms of violence against black people vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, police brutality or a massacre, right? Um, how do you think having a non-black partner will like influence that? Or how do y'all work through that? I know there's mention of like you don't have to be uh, not black people empathize with each other, right? But what what happens in those situations? What do you do? What's the line between understanding and knowing that incident happened versus like feeling that? This is a lot. <laughs> a lot to unpack here. Right. Um, I've never, I've never had the experience of interracial dating just because of where I went to school and mm -hmm. my environment. But after listening to everyone's stories, um, I do have a question. So, is there a difference between, say, like a a white person who grew up, let's say College Park where I grew up, which was really ghetto? and uh, like a black person, and they had no other black friends, they're around white people 24 seven, they live in this kind of 1% society, for the sake of my hypothesis here. Do you think that they would be different, and like, especially in their relationships, in terms of understanding their partner's struggles, if their partner was black? Specifically the, the black person living in the one percent. I was, oh, I, would, I did, I would, I, in all my life I've lived in like predominantly white neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. um, I told you that in my graduating class I was one of three people who were black. Like everyone around me was just white, it was a lot of whiteness. And like the only time I would get exposed to black culture was when I hung around my family in England. So like I would only see them once a year so I'd feel more attached from like black culture. And like, I feel like I still can understand black struggle on a deeper 
even though I've lived in like um, a high like socioeconomic level, I still I still feel mm. the racism mm. or like not even it's not even blatant like sometimes like I remember one time um, um, in elementary school my friend invited another friend to a house for a sleepover and I was like oh can I come too and she's like um, my family doesn't really like black people and I was like oh okay that hurt so like I feel like I can understand black struggle on that yeah. level the level that we all feel it on like day to day lives yeah um, microaggressions yeah you do feel that. Mm-hmm. So since we, we talked a lot about white people, but like, what about other races, like specifically like Asian people? Or like, okay, so from I've never gone as far as thinking of like actually engaging in a relationship with an Asian person because in my mind they're not interested in the slightest. Like in the media, I don't see a lot of interracial relationships between an Asian person and a black person, and just from where I grew up, I know that there's some kind of, like there's a social kind of strict thing where like a lot of Asian parents tell their kids to date Asian women or men, like to date inside their race. So I never even thought that an Asian person could be interested in me. For example, our I live in the Alabama dorm and our president, Jerry, I think he's fine as fuck, but <laughs> I never, I never actually think that it could work because oh I don't think he's interested in me and I'm not going to set myself up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I will say that that is true. There is this like, um, there's like anti-blackness in the Asian community. That's a very real thing, but, um, Asian parents do they are really, really strict on their children. That is a real thing too. And they don't typically like for their children to date outside of their race, even outside of their own like nationality. So like if uh, a Korean person wanted to date someone that was like Japanese, that's even I like- mean, clearly like, <laughs> yeah, clearly none of us have that experience, but do you feel like it might be similar, like for like, I don't know, similar reasons or like similar, like things to the culture within the black community of the same the same so, idea i feel like particularly in the asian community like um i don't know if you guys have ever heard of this concept of like a model minority mm-hmm. so basically they also are a marginalized group or whatever or whatnot but um white people uh decades ago like started to kind of push them as like look how um perfect this asian family is like uh, this child is becoming a doctor and goes to Harvard and all of this like why can't you other minorities be like them? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been like a thing. So ever since then they There's been like this sentiment in the Asian community that like they're like I don't want to say better than or whatever, mm-hmm. but they need to like stay within their own community I, I, feel I would like, say. Go, no, go oh, no, you go ahead. No, continue. <laughs> okay. And aren't you dating someone? Oh, well, not currently, no, but no, I, I do have experience dating someone Asian. What I would say, like, compared to like the relationship with someone that was white, um, the Asian person, like, they're typically, like I said with the parents, they're not as quick to like introduce me to their parents. Mm. That's like a very, very big thing. So, um, but uh, with your question about like them being interested, I will definitely say that like the interest is there. They also kind of, well, I guess with Asian men particularly, 
they also like think the same way. They don't think that we're interested in, in them at all, too. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of just like someone on the other, uh, either side has to like start the conversation because after you think I'm going to shoot my shot. Yeah, so you're shot to Jerry. Jerry, if you're watching this, slide in her DMs. But on that note, that's the episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time. You can click on the like, comment, and subscribe. Well, we usually have to. It's all fake. Usually, people just be clapping. Generally, we don't stay that. Let's do that one more time.